Must be the Mac. <laughs> what do you What do you got, Ross? Like a big fucking antenna. I've got one, two. I'm probably. I've got a six meter. I've got um six six meters from the roof. So six meters from the tip of the roof up, and I've got a uh, bi-directional uh, LTE antenna that picks up whatever signal it can pick up. But it's funny because it moves, it changes, right? So like uh, Monday through Thursday is one direction, and then you've got to move it come Thursday night because the next day it's it's moved for some reason. I don't know how or why. What is it? It's is bizarre. it on a train, like an internet train? I fucking have no idea. But then. And then Telstra's always been the the golden child up here. And um, I went and bought a prepaid Optus card. Oh, actually, this is a funny story. You could probably start recording. So we had a Telstra card, and we'll, we'll smack, you know, imagine like there's you know there's the three kids doing zooms, myself, my wife. So there's five of us on zooms. Then my brother-in-law Smashing and his it. fiance are on. So like we're doing about 180, 200 gig a day, right? And um, we, chew, we chewed our Telstra card straight away. Anyway, we worked out Optus, had some really good service. We, you know, we got the satellite. We had some, like, really fast. Where's Brad gone? He's gone. Huh? He's on He's the gone. He's gone. Shit story. Um, anyway, so, Pete, we, we end up – Halil, you'll love this, right? So I end up going to buy a prepaid Optus card. So you just bought a prepaid card and I stuck it in the in the thing. But I'd read online that someone said, if you buy the prepaid Optus card, you can stick it in your modem. And for $5 a day, it's completely unlimited. So we're doing 180, 200 gig a day. So we're thinking, all right, for five bucks a day between 12 of us, like not the, it's not the cost, it's it's the unlimited factor, right? Like completely unlimited, which reminds me I've got to top it up. Um, anyway, so about three weeks into it the whole thing shits itself and shuts itself down so we've been using the Telstra card we've been bonding the we've been bonding the thing anyway I get this email from Telstra sorry from Optus that basically says yeah you've hit the fair play policy you've you've used excessive amounts of data um, we've we've cancelled your your card you've cancelled your prepaid card and I'm like but I've been paying for it every day they're like what do you read that the terms of conditions say that you have to use it in a phone they've got um limits. The fair, that fair play clause is in most contracts. Yeah, so, but a lot of yeah, them slow so you down anyway. They literally cut me off. I think I did like, I think the figure was like six thousand something gig, six six thousand and twenty four gig in in eight, eighteen days. No, I came up with a good story. I just told them that no, it's in my phone because they they said I'd seen it. They obviously did a test. They're like it's in a it's in this particular modem and it's you know there's X amount of people connected to it. I'm like oh really. So I just went and bought another one. Just just kept buying them from the servo. What different ones? <laughs> yes. Look so you're Optus. setting up new accounts every time. Uh, no, I just add it to my old account, and then until they <laughs> catch me, <laughs> it lasts about sixteen days. Seventeen. I work it out after about. They must get the report on day fifteen, and some guy looks at it and goes, "The freaking hell is this guy on oh, four six eight? This guy doing? What's he doing?" Well, they uh, they actually asked if I was mining Bitcoin or something like that. And I was like, no, I'm not buying. I'm not mining cryptocurrency. I'm just, I'm just zooming. My, my kids are just at school. Ronis, I'm loving the, uh, I'm loving the look, mate. You just that beard, you're rocking it. Can you sing Islands in the Stream for me? Oh, you reckon oh. it's Kenny Rogers? Could you do that? Just, just give me a little bit. Just go. Just give me a little bit. The Dolly Parton part. Yeah, whatever floats your boat, champ car. But <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Pete, you could Pete, do Pete both. Was trying to, just move the camera. Like was you, trying go, to, you do this bit, was, then you do Kenny, <laughs> then you do Dolly, yeah, then you do Kenny. Yeah, Dolly. You could go viral. Yeah. Make a TikTok. Pete was trying to tell us that he was the the Greek Russell Crowe. Mate, oh. you moved to beer now. Well, this guy reckons now look like Russell Crowe, like fucking Kenny Rogers. 
Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the All Talk Car Podcast and the shenanigans have already started before we've started. Hosted by Peter Aronis. Joining me tonight is Halil Mustafa. Don't want to talk? Good evening. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon. It's, it's, and he fell asleep. G'day, how we doing? And we've got a good friend, good guest tonight, Bradford Berry. How are you, buddy? Um, good fellas, great to uh, see you all again. Yeah, we can see each other, we can hear each other, but it is still really a exciting. podcast. How you no, I forgot that this is radio. How's oh, sitting there and he's, he's got his south jumper yeah. on. Damn it, all of my visual comedy is not going to work. No, <laughs> and, you, and you had to put your clothes on for this one. What's that in the netball? In the netball? <laughs> what? No, I'm the top up, bro. The visual gags are going crazy. Brad, welcome aboard, buddy. Thanks, fellas. Thanks. How's it going in car finance and dealer land? Been a peculiar time. I mean, with the shutdown down <laughs> in retail, sorry, sort sorry. of. Halil, a little fell over. Sorry, a little, a little just fell now over. You fall over sitting on a couch. If anyone listened to last week's episode, the COVID's really got to this bloke. The COVID's fucked him. This is not long COVID. I was trying to prop. I was trying to prop the laptop up, and it just went plonk. Jesus Christ! Anyway, you were saying, Brad. Yeah, hello. Are you okay? Do we? You need an ambulance, hello. You're right. <laughs> not again. Not again. Take two hours. Okay. Oh. Um, no, so look, it's been peculiar. You know, with retail not having the showrooms open is tough, but it's been really interesting to watch consumers shift so quickly to online transacting. You know, buying cars unseen particularly for trusted franchise dealers, it's probably a bit different. But, you know, click and collect. Yeah, people are jumping online. They buy, they, they BMW land, they leave us a two or $500 deposit, depends on what type of car it is. And then we call them, you know, next business day or that business day and sort of wrap up the details and go through it like a normal transaction. I think dealer land's pivoted pretty well. We, we make videos for people, send them off. You know, you can see the car you can see everything about it um, and it's been interesting to see how quickly consumers adapt to it and are cool with it well what about test drives like a big i mean i love to test drive the car before i buy it but are some people really just going i don't really care i know what i want i've had um look i think in new cars it's not such a big deal you know like if you think through yeah. it and you go again bmw land have bmw ever made a bad car if you're buying a 330 or an X530D, yeah, you kind of know, you know what that the car's going to be fine, right? It's like if you go to a yeah. restaurant of a renowned chef, you know whatever's on the menu is going to be good. So there's a level of faith that comes into that. I think used cars is probably a bit tricky. And one's a plate of pasta and one's a car, though. Really yeah. <laughs> and you can take the pasta. And which have you had more of, Ross, cars or pasta? At the moment, because you probably yeah, there I don't like pasta. There you go. So you, you sort of think through and go, okay, if you're buying from a, a a trusted franchise in a brand that you know, you know, you're not really going to go wrong with an online transaction on a new car. Used yeah. cars, different story. Um, and as much as we've you know mastered the click and collect deliveries and handovers and all those sorts of things, the Click and collect test drive is a very different thing from, you know, the COVID safe side. Someone can do a click and collect purchase, but the, the health stuff wasn't around allowing us to do a click and collect test drive. So we simply didn't do it. We've, you know, now in a position getting closer to the end of lockdown, you can sort of position transactions to say, okay, yep, you look, you can buy and secure this car now. We're going to hold onto it on the 11th of October. You can come and drive it and see it. And between now and then we'll sort all the other stuff out. 
have the finance ready, have everything ready to go. If you like it, sign the finance contract, sign the, you know, and drive away. So, you know, consumers have been pretty good and understanding with the restrictions. You know, we haven't had in our land, you know, people arcing up and, 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 you know, getting sensitive about being told no. And let's be honest, you know, prestige buyers, high-end stuff, you know, out there with 200 grand to spend on a card, don't like being told no too often. And we haven't really had any interactions where people have been, you know, upset about it. Some of the handovers haven't been ideal for us because, I mean, as, as you guys know, that the technologies and things in cars are pretty full on. It takes, uh, you know, a fair bit of adjusting. When we usually do a delivery, we, we ask people to allow an hour or so to go through all the ins and outs, set up their car, sit their phone, help them with every setting and do all of that stuff and get them familiar. But we simply can't do it. So, you know, most customers have been fine. We park a car in a driveway. You know, we say drive in, park your, your car next to your new car. Someone will come out with a clipboard. You sign something, take the key, drive away. But before delivery, we're sending out, you know, instructional videos on how to do things and pointing people to, you know, um, uh, FaceTimes with our BMW geniuses. Um, it's been all right. It's, you know, I, I think in general, consumers have been pretty understanding of it. What about with negotiations? Of the what? Sorry, I know with with negotiating. I know. Sorry, the, the what? That's out. out sorry, the, that's the out what? exactly. The what? That's the what? out the window now, Pete. The what? It's gone. Yeah. There's no more. Neg- it's 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 click and collect. Yeah, Mercedes and Honda have gone to like a fixed pricing. That's... Have you found? People negotiating. Um, with... The used car market has been effectively a, a fixed price offering for some time in Prestige Land, probably for about two and a bit years. And when you say fixed price, you got a car for eighty grand. If someone, you know, you flash back, you know, three years, people are phoning you and saying, oh, "I'll pay seventy grand for it." And you're like, uh, "No," and you'll spend three days trying to negotiate to a middle ground. We'll advertise a car for eighty grand, and we'll advertise it clearly as saying, "You know, fixed price, no offers." And so, and what we do as dealers is we price that car to market. So when we first get the initial inquiry, someone's inquired on that car, knowing that it is a, a fair priced car that's perfectly presented by a franchise dealer that's had all the reco done, that's had all those sorts of things. So you might have a couple of cars that are above it and a couple of cars that are below it, but it'll be meeting the market in relation to the market's expectation for that chassis. So then you have consumers that sort of, you know, you can say to them, of course, everyone does. They want to negotiate on the car. You know, they'll go, I'll give you 75 grand for it. And we can say confidently in our business that, you know, thanks for your offer, Mr. Customer, but, you know, you and I both know we've priced that car correctly. It's priced exactly where it should be in the marketplace. There'll be more expensive cars above it where people are, are a bit nuts. There'll be cars below it that have got a, a worse spec or, you know, poor service history or aren't from a franchise dealer um, or have more kilometres. And you've inquired on that car because you're a smart bloke and you've done your due diligence and you know that I've priced it correctly. So I'm happy to help you a little bit. Yeah. Do you think that's because supply is limited at the moment, demand's no. up? Well, Pete, I think there's a there's a little bit of a, a COVID tax at the minute that we see yep. with um, used cars. But the, the funny thing with that is, and what people don't realise, it's like the housing market. Everyone goes, shit, I'm going to go and sell my house. It's grown 500 grand this month. I'm gonna, you know, 500 grand, I'm going to get 3 million for it. So you sell your house for 3 million and that's mine. fantastic. But you've got to go and spend sure. 4 million on the next one. Yeah. So as much as you're selling it at a peak, you're also buying it at a peak. Mm. So the ups and downs of used cars and new car pricing doesn't change the end result for a consumer 
because you're kind of going to be there or thereabouts if it's a crappy used car market and there's no value and there's huge deals on new cars or it's the other way around. It's the same, the same. It's funny you say that, Brad. We've got there's a lot of um, there's a lot of guys on the BMW pages and that are, that are all going oh, and I'll get to it in a second about the and you can you can shed some light on it whether it's true or not. But a lot of them are sort of hearing about the the next builds not having certain options like heads up display and a, a fair amount of things. You know, wheels are going. I don't know whether this is just in the states, but wheels are going from 19 inch to the 20 inch M Sport on on the X cars X3 X5. Uh, they're all being optioned with it because they just have they just don't have the uh, don't have the equipment to be well whatever whatever it is they don't have the you know they can't run the heads up displays there's a lot of options that aren't that aren't available whether people aren't manufacturing a certain fabric anymore or whatever but it's put a lot of people off and then it's it's I've got a lot of guys saying oh well, I'm going to sell my car and you know a lot of them and I get it all the time you know you and I talk about it all the time everyone's oh can I buy your car you can buy my car what am I going to buy whatever I sell yep. I've then got to go and buy a car and what am I going to buy and what am I going to and it's like houses look everything right but I think the car market was traveling in my opinion I think it was okay secondhand market was big because you know I don't know COVID taxes, you call it. You know, you guys are holding firm on your. You're also, you know, all dealers except for Audi are holding firm on their um, their pricing. And then you get to a point where we've got, we've got manufacturers now not being able to offer options. Like I know with Porsche, if you went and bought a Porsche, there's certain options you can't have because they haven't got the equipment to be able to put it in the car. So. Uh, it would be interesting to see if that makes a big difference moving forward as well. So the, the cars coming out of 21, 22, are they going to have less options? Are they going to be worth less? Are people paying more for those? Like, I, I don't know. It's, so it's... If, I, if I go in BMW land, at the moment, we've got a, an anomaly in a lot of areas. We've got cars that are having a diminished standard spec. So yeah. wireless charging. Um, oh, that's right. One of them was wireless charging. Yep, yeah, wireless charging. Now, the wireless charging option also negates the Apple iPhone key on your mobile because the oh. charging pad is one of the part components of that is the reader for the key, right? So if you lose that, you don't have the Jeez. Apple thing. And that's just, an, it's really short term and it's only on particular models, right? So from so all, all, all of them for the next two years. No, no, not at <laughs> no. all, not at all. So we've got cars um, on boats at the moment that have that back on again. Oh, we okay. have so cars we yeah. in stock. I took home tonight a um, uh, an X3 M, uh, M40i and that yeah. has it deleted, right? So what BMW did is they've sort of they've pulled back a couple of options here and there globally to balance out their prediction for when they you know need the superconductors so they can keep building cars and doing all the stuff. But yeah. they've also decided to go. I'm just going to build my own. So BMW are now building their own superconductors for their cars. Okay. So they're not as exposed now. The, the big manufacturers, biggest manufacturer that's going to be affected, I think, in the next eighteen months is Toyota. So mm -hmm. Toyota renowned for doing something called just-on-time production. So that's yep. where they have their parts suppliers literally bring in a part for a car five minutes before it goes in the car. Wow. And that's to limit storage. I mean, hundred percent. So then they don't have to have the stock holding the staff. They don't have to have. Not only they're not writing the checks for millions of dollars worth of stuff. And you think of the volume that Toyota do. How do they build up an inventory? So they're just relying on basically comes off a production line, Mister. Horigashi builds a superconductor and he drives it over to Mr. Toyota and it literally goes off the van and into a new Corolla. doesn't sit in a warehouse. Speaking about Toyota, so now we're in Australia, we're in the arse end of the world. To get a Land Cruiser 300, you've got to wait two years. Yep. 
Is that because the cars that we would have got are going to other countries no. like America and, and Saudi Arabia and the rest of it, or they've just got no supply? They're not building um, enough. The 300 series is a, an anomaly of the car globally. It's, you know, incredibly well regarded and sought after and capable. So you have uh, Toyota, what do they do? They start building and to meet the demand, they start building a year ago and just build up, build up, build up. So when they release it, all of their dealers all over the world have 45 days worth of stock for the hot car. Mm, doesn't really make much financial sense. So once their R&D is done, they just turn on the taps, they build. Australia as a market in relation to the rest of the world, you know, you've got North America, 300 people, big markets in Europe, you know, sizable markets in Saudi Arabia, but they're not that enormous in that sort of car. It's just like you've got to build them. You've got to build them, ship them, get them out. You know, it takes time. Um, so I think there's, if Toyota, you know, pivoted and shut down their Corolla factory and turned it into a, you know, Land Cruiser factory, could they build more? Of course they can. But then the Corolla people would be complaining. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of pent up demand for a 300 because it's been so long and it, it is a really well regarded car. So there's always going to be that demand. But, you know, you come and knock on my door um, in BMW land at the minute. Or here, or do you want better? I was talking to a client the other day about um, sourcing them a, a 911 Turbo S. He's got to replace a Cayenne for his wife. And then he was going, oh, you know, so if I do that now, then, it, I, you know, I want to get the 911 S sort of, you know, um, April, May next year. And I said, what? April, May next year? He said, we need to go back in time, probably 12 months to order your car to get it in that time. <laughs> so let's get it, you know, the order done now because there's demand, right? What? I've never waited that long for a car. You know, we that's, that's the market. That's true. You Ross know? hasn't waited that long for a car. No, it's not. It's it's not Ross. It's not Ross. <laughs> Ro, Ro, Ross has threatened the new M3 wagon that they're talking about, and I have some information on no, that for you later. Ross. I thought about that. I've thought about that. I thought oh, about you've already changed your mind. No, nah, I've already changed. You, you have to wait. You have to change your mind after you're in it, and then Rainers can buy it. Nah, I don't think I. I don't want to. It's going to be too small. I want. To, I oh. think I'm going to go the X8. Yeah. Thing, that XA yeah, that's thing. that's a that's a special car. That'll be special. The other thing with the three hundred series is that a lot of those two hundred series owners and those, but they would they would have just plonked money down months ago to make sure they get a car six months ago. They knew it was coming. Sure, everyone's yeah. known it's been coming for three yeah. years though. Yeah, yeah, but like like the dealers know who their buyers are, and they would have just they would have had secured orders. It's not like other cars, and it's like what Brad said, the three it's it's not your average. SUV or four drive. Sure, but that, that happens across all that happens across all new models. So if I think about the most recent, you know, hero car in BMW land, the new M three and M four. You know, we walked into that as a as a business with you know, pretty much our entire allocation for this year, you know, allocated to customers, pre sold. But it's more but, but the M three is more of a niche car. I mean the the Land Cruiser, it doesn't matter yeah, if you're no, the, base... the Land Cruiser is too, mate. No, you, you think the Land Cruiser car. is enormous. Like, I looked at a Land Cruiser before I bought my X5, and I thought, you know what? This is a car that everyone raves about. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. I, and, I, and I drove one, and I gave the keys back You've and changed. said, thank you so much. This is before I bought my X5. Oh, no, you haven't changed. I was trying to be yeah. responsible, Ross. Okay, cool. And, you know, I looked at it, and I drove the thing, and I, I realised it was three times the price. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it, right? But, you know, I drive Suburban. If if I was yeah. driving around Australia in something, would I drive, uh, you know, w would a 300 series Land Cruiser be really high up on the list of cars to look at? 100%. If I was doing a school run, not for me. So in BMW land at the moment, so what would be a 330i or an X5? If I went, wanted to go and buy one, 
What's what's the uh, what's the wait time at the moment? Hey, look, we've got um, about four boats on water at the moment that I've sort of looked at in the last few days. Uh, you know, I can get you most cars pretty quickly, but it depends on how fussy you are. If I were to uh, pick the boxes that I wanted, yep, six months. I, no, I'd get your December production slot. You'd have the car in February. Okay. So that's well, you know what you don't want the X five anymore, Pete. <laughs> I was bringing it over tomorrow. <laughs> So, so if you think now, right, we're in October effectively. In mm. in stock at the moment, um, I've got a good range of X5s, 30Ds. It's just, you know, when, when someone's going and spending 130, 140 grand on an X5, you sort of don't really want to compromise. If you want a white car with tan leather, that's what you want. Yeah. And you can get in there and, you know, we can say to a customer, you know, that's fantastic. We can have one of those for you. And here's when we'll get you a build slot, and that's great. And the car's 142 grand. Mm. But I've got this white one with black leather in stock that you can have in, you know, three days. That's, you know, 138 grand. And then it's just up to you as a consumer as to what you want, right? So building cars, I love building cars for people. I absolutely love it. You know, I mean, I've talked to Ross about it before. I will sit for hours on car configurators just screwing around. Doesn't matter what the brand is. You know, again, I'm looking to upgrade my X5 soon and I've spent, you know, probably the last couple of days building new ones, going, do I do this, do I do that? Some of them are shit. Which ones? I I went on the Mercedes one and you build your car up. That's pretty straightforward. And then you want to see a price. You don't even know how much the options cost and they Mm. just want you to give them an email address for someone to contact you. There's, There's no price where other ones... Do give you a price or an indication. Look, consumer transparency is important, and that's you can take a few approaches to it. If you'd use BMW and Mercedes Benz as the comparison, you help on BMW's website. One of the core factors of BMW with their consumer experience is transparency. You can yeah. get onto their finance website, you can see everything. You get onto yeah. their car website, you can tick every box, and it will give you a drive away price. You know, yeah. so as a consumer, if you want to go and check what the manufacturer says versus what the dealer's telling you. Yeah, you can see it dollar for dollar. Sure, look, sometimes you get slight out of step if there's a price change or a spec change or something, but, you know, it's 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 maybe, you know, a two-week crossover in those sorts of technical screw-ups. But in general... The, the, the Porsche one's a good one too because the cars don't come with steering wheels. You've got to, that's an option, so it tells you how much the steering wheel is. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And, and yeah, really? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's sensational. Yeah. Everything's yeah. an option in Porsche. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it, you know, takes you two years to get one. Best, best yeah. just... Like, but, they but remember when... We were ordering the Macan, yeah. and we we're going through the options. And I asked, I, the I said, one. What? The, yeah, yeah. The one. The one. And we asked the guy, um, you know, we, we were having good, we had, we had good fun with him. And we um, were going through why things like keyless entry and blind spot monitors were an option, but they were standard on a on the Kia. And he said, because Porsche owners like to personalise their cars. And it didn't have any automatic brakes, whatever that fucking collision Yeah, it didn't have AEB. Like, it's standard on a Kia Rio. Because Porsche drivers could stop in time. Like, I'm thinking, fucking serious. But anyway, I've got good money on that. Porsche in a pretty unique position in automotive, and none of that will change. And when you drive something like a 911, you get it. Yeah. And They're a bit the, arrogant, though, the dealership. Was it, it what? No. So are their customers. Come on. <laughs> they, what? what do you expect? Yeah. I, I, took, yeah. I took, did I tell you guys the story? I took the wife's car back to yeah. Porsche last and week. And they called you yeah. back? So, yeah, no, the car's still there. Okay. No, it's because I haven't picked it up. But 
It did this whole oh, the, the car would lunge forward like I was telling you, Pete. And then they've come back and yeah. gone, oh yeah, yeah, sorry, it does. Well, that's the old Audi gearbox from the nineties. Probably. Yeah, they, I, I optioned it with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I said, can I get the saved money? Can I get the gear? thousand dollars. It came yeah. with it. Can I get the? Can I get the? Op, can I get the the B six A four two liter? The old North American gearbox. Audi A six. Correct. Yep. That's, what, that's, that's standard. Because the Porsche Double Ganger, whatever it's called, is ops is an option. Well, there's a Porsche but Double he, Ganger. What? Double 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 Anyway, oh. double team. But just what? with the finance side oh. of things, if if my lease is coming up to finish now, like I know BMW got the full circle program, am I in a good position if yep. I financed a car three years ago? Like, yep, hundred percent. So, I mean, the, the whole thing about finance is structuring it correctly so you can exit when you want to. And I'm really straightforward how I deal with customers. And, you know, I'll get customers that will say, oh, no, I want to do five-year term because I've always done five years and I want a 40% balloon because I want to keep my repayment at two grand a month. And, yep. you know, quite often I'll walk them backwards and say, okay, let's have a look at that for a second. Nope, if that's what you want, it's no problem. But how long have you kept your current car for? Because I can see it's about three years old. And the car <laughs> before like that. And the car before that. <laughs> how long did you keep that one for? Was this and what about the one Ross? before that? No, Jesus well, this isn't just a Ross. Yeah. So you kind of look at it and go, if you... That can't be Ross. He said three years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said three years and he changes it, you know, behind my back. So you, you look at it you look at it and go, if you're honest with yourself when you're buying it, mm. your exit's never going to be a problem because a, a good, you know, broker, finance manager, however you're doing it, will help you create a structure that works for you, right? It's part of our responsibility. We've got to find out what your requirements and objectives are of the loan and help you make that happen. So stretching to a longer term sometimes isn't the right thing, even though it might be 400 bucks less a month. No problem, yeah. great for your cash flow, but you're going to start getting itchy in three years and you're going to want to get out and then you're going to write a check for 15 grand because your loan wasn't structured out. correctly to get out when you wouldn't have. The 400 mightn't have hurt you in your actual pocket. It just hurts you in your head when you think about it. But mm. you're then out cleanly and for less money. The more money you pay each month, the less a car will cost you, flat out. Yeah, no one, no one looks at the finish line. Yeah. So they look at the per month. If you know, Back to your question. If you, had, if you entered into a three-year finance term three years ago and you're maturing now, yep. even if you're on something like a guaranteed future value program, BMW, Benz or whoever, you will undoubtedly have some equity in your car. Might yeah. be huge. You know, you might have 10% equity. Car's worth 40. You know, your payout might be 40 grand. You, you, um, your car's worth 44. So instead of handing it back, you trade in the car, yeah. right? Then that four grand's yours. You know, you've had the fallback position at the guaranteed future value, but you're not you're needing to use that fallback position now. How great. You know, you tip that four grand into the new car, away you go. Great finance opportunities around, rates are cheap, you know, all of those sorts of things. But the, the chassis price of the car is probably more expensive, you know, like housing, whatever, you move on. It, all of it, you know, how much you pay for the car, how much your trade's worth, all of that really doesn't matter. You look at what comes out of your account each week or each month and you go, what are you comfortable with as a as a consumer to pay? If you're you know in a in a position you're comfortable going, mate, I'm spending two grand a month. You know we can you know point to cars you can have for two grand a month that are sensible. If you're comfortable spending six hundred a month, we can find cars like that. It's no problem. New cars in BMW. Is anyone excited about the new electric range coming out? Mate, Not at all. Genuinely, I am so pumped. I can't, are, I can't even. Any, what about customers? Anyone, is there yep. a demand for these things? We right? have a, on, an, really? order, an, order, an order bank building on the I-4 really strongly. 
So you think about the i4. I was having the same conversation with a guy last night and going, an I, the new i4 in an M50i, 129.900 plus on roads and options. 3.9 yeah. seconds north to 100. Impressive. 650. How much is the i4? 129.900 plus on roads. No sound. No, it has Sounds sound. like a dream. Yes. I'm going to three next year. Right. Sound system. Yeah, so here's your point, Pete. So you think there and go 139, 129.9, 3.9 seconds, go fast. Mm. Four doors, yep. five seats, great looking car, latest tech. I drive eight, the whole shebang. And yep. M3 is going to cost you 165 plus options and on roads. So 220. And it does three and a half seconds. If you know you get a competition thing, you go, okay. So I can tell you, even someone who's a maniac like Ross Valetis isn't going to really feel the difference between three and a half and 3.9 seconds. Really, not in really. day-to-day no, driving, no, right? No, no, no. no, you wouldn't. He'll get scared. He'll get scared. He's felt 3.8 seconds, oh. but he really cried. It, was that when you two were making love? That, uh, <laughs> 3.8 seconds. That was 3.4. No, was when I was making love to his ex That was including dressing and undressing and travel time. Oh, it's... So, you know, when you look at that car, that's going to be really special. Practical. I just, I just can't get my head around the electric thing yet. Yeah, but Ross, you, you wait. Once you drive one, the penny will drop because like, you sort of think, okay, you, you think about how you're not, maybe not you right now as an enthusiast. You might be someone that is into a, a hybrid boost setup. You might get an eight cylinder twin turbo thing, you know, with, with the hybrid stuff, right? Yeah. But, Think about how your wife might use a car and how she drives. Would she care? Well, if she it's... needs an electric car for sure. Yeah, so there you go. So would she care if it's stupidly loud? She'll probably prefer a car that's not loud for once in her life because you haven't she changed won't drive the system. She, 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 right? she, won't, she won't drive. So she can hop into a car that gives her all the performance, all the luxury and all the tech that she likes. She never has, has to fill the thing up at a servo and get oily hands, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's it does it, it's got a better range than your car, by the way. And it's you know four it seconds or to hundred in a go. If your like, wife, that's quick. If your wife got an i four, I can picture the phone call at eight o'clock in the morning that you're going to get at work, and that is, I forgot to plug it in. Can you come back and pick up the kids for the school run? Guaranteed. Yeah, no, you, you she then, won't. I'll buy one of those pads that she'll drive. Correct. Over. So you then yeah. think right consumer behaviour. Everyone's like, oh my god, it's only got a six fifty range. That sounds terrible. Six fifty. Um, that's awesome. I get three hundred. Is that the range car. on it? On the, the new, the new, the new i four M fifty i. Does it come in a convertible? Uh, I'll build you one. Um, no, that's a four That's a three point nine second car. Yeah. It'll have a range that's probably two hundred k's in reality better than an M three. Right, so you, this shit. You, you think about how how impressive that sounds as an ownership model. So I think about my wife. Where does my wife go? She drives her X5. She goes from home to her shop to school to you know interacting stuff. Forty k's max a day. Yeah, you sit there and then go. Okay, if I have to, if I get her a fully electric car, I'm gonna have to plug it in on a Saturday night and unplug it on a Sunday, and that's without a fast charger. Yeah. What do I care? You know, it's funny you say that. Driving up and down from the farm, I had to switch cars. I had to switch in. I got out of the X5. I had to switch into a smaller car because the fuel was absolutely... I was doing like every three Yeah, but that's also because you've messed with it, right? So your X5 on a freeway at 110... What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Brad? Nothing. At 110 Ks, 
an X5M is very efficient on a freeway. It's probably going to do about eight or nine liters. No, no, it's, it's, it still does that. It's very, it's a very efficient. Yeah, it's, it's still very efficient. It's just maybe the choose, noise got to your head. It chews more than a B180, though. Of course it does. <laughs> it's got three times the cylinder, and it's and it's and it's built it's built in the correct it's built in the correct <laughs> the correct town of Munich, not Stuttgart. Does the B180 still have a cassette? player in it what? excuse me my b180 now has a a tune and uh it's now, b, it's now b250 jesus lord okay, i'm gonna i'm gonna go and buy, i'm gonna go and buy off ebay an amg badge brad when's the i4 coming out um they're taking orders now mate we're, we're all done when? i think the first boat uh customer i think the first customer builds are january first customers coming on a boat what no no the first customer builds are january <laughs> The first ones that At least we your get boats are on the fucking water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first ones that we have are November, are yeah. our demonstrators and that we won't be offering for, for sale. But the first customer builds are January. Um, so you'll yep. have the first customer build deliveries will be um, March. And between there, there'll be some regular stock stuff that'll come through. That's going to be an impressive car. You've then got the um, I. So November, December is the so the one that we're going to get for the I'll weekend have a car in is November, November, December. No. Okay, so we'll have it second week of November. Okay, cool. Yeah, That's second week of November. We'll just second for the Christmas holidays, like whatever, you know, no problem. Um, so if no, you well, then go... while driving it. What's that, pal? We looked after the M3. Yeah, it's fine. Just leave your tick one at my joint and I'll get it washed. It's fine. <laughs> we he doesn't have a tick one anymore. He doesn't have did a tick one. That we, what? Did you notice it was a two litre when we brought the M3? Hey, hey, stop. <laughs> Brad, what? breaking news. He doesn't have a tick one anymore. He, he's crossed over. What, the Tiguan Macan? I sold the Tiguan Macan. Did you? It's a car. You, you got rid of it. I Guess paid one nineteen for it, and yeah. two years later, I sold it for one ten. One hundred nine. It's irrelevant. What is irrelevant? What did you buy? You know what I bought? I went to Queensland and got it. Oh, that one. The oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah you gave me true. the money. Yeah, that's true. I so that's now. that's you're that's living the in gap. the past, Pete. You're living in the past. So no, no, that's the gap car. So yeah. when everything settles that's down, that's the sensible car. You've rushed back. You found a nice pre Sensible. That's fine. Sensible. Boring. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty. I'm pre-approved for three hundred grand, so we'll hey, go whatever you want. next year. Four hundred. So, do they do, are they doing a? So, talk to me about the the electric range. Oh, now I'm getting. So you've got in BMW land. There's been a hybrid range for some time, and it hasn't been positioned right. Which I'm actually I look at and I go, oh man, that's actually it's a bit sad. So like the three thirty e is a substantially quicker car than a 330. So a 330, two-litre twin... Uh, two liter Is it the PHEV cars? The FEV? Are they called PHEV cars? No, I don't FIV know. cars? Yeah. I don't yeah, know the like codes. Yeah. I'm just a finance bloke. Give me a break. So you look yeah, at the, the 330... A 330 is 185 kilowatts. The 330E is yeah. like 221 or something. So they've pitched the hybrid as, you know, the hybrid isn't that lovely, but... What, what the hybrid tech is in BMW is it's really like an overboost. It's like Kurs in F1. You know, yeah, the okay. range on it isn't, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, 55 Ks or something if you drive it on mm. its own, whatevs. But it's not, the hybrids aren't just about the electric driving. They're about being a hybrid. They're working in conjunction with the other engine, right? So if you then think you've got, you know, an extra 40-odd kilowatts of, of go fast if you put on angry mode, it's fantastic. Like a 330 is a nimble car. Yeah. Like it is a nimble car. A 330E in angry mode is fantastic. So that's sort of where it starts. You've got 330E, then you kick up into the 5. Um, 5 Series has a, a hybrid X5 45E. That's probably the apps, the pick of them all. 3-litre twin turbo mm-hmm. six-cylinder engine plus yeah. 
the hybrid stuff. Um, it is a really sensational car. You then go. Are they selling the X5s? Can I? Can I just? Yeah. Can I, yeah. Can I just throw something in there? I'm looking. When I, let's go back twenty years. Let's go back fifteen years. Oh, oh whatever. Um, on your P plates. Uh, no, that was thirty years ago. Yeah, more. Um, if you Jesus. if you went and bought an M car, you bought an M3 and M5. And that was pretty much it. Yep. I'm on your website. My brain's going to explode. Everything's yep. an M. Yep. Everything's an Not M50. Everything. Everything's a, most things are, but no, you know, so I look at the I4 M50 Grand Coupe. Why would I buy an M3? Yeah. Why would I go, okay, forget about the me, electric, car You, Ross, or you, a consumer. But why would I, I'm not a normal person, but any normal asking, person is would it you asking a the question or a normal person? I'm, asking, I'm saying a normal person goes in. To why would you buy an, M, you know, he, an, M, he, an M550 over an M car? Correct. He would ordinarily go and buy an M3 or an M5. Yep. Well, let's say he's going to buy an M3. If you put the I4 M50 Grand Coupe in front of me, Yep. There is no way I would put my ass in an M3 because I look at this car. It's got 400 kilowatts. It's almost 600 horsepower. It's got a range of 465, which is freaking pretty good. Better, than, I'd say it's probably better than the M3. Easy. Zero, zero emissions. It looks hot. The front of it's mean and angry. The interior you can you know deck out and do all that. Why would you, and and price wise, there's a there's a big price difference. What why would you know, are they going to cannibalize their older their other model like? I don't know, these the standards like the M3, the M5, are these guys, are these things just going to fade into the distance where things like this M, M50 Grand Coupe is just a spectacular looking car? So, sorry, is your question saying that a combustion performance engine is going to die there? No, 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 not so much. Do you think that the, 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 the M3 guy that goes in that's always wanted an M3 is just going to go, I don't need an M3, I've got so many more options now, like... Could you walk him to an i4? That's what So, the different experiences, and, and you hit on that very emotionally with your first reaction. Oh, there's no noise. Oh my God, I can't modify it. No, no, I'm looking at the car oh now God, and I want to, I want you want to, I want to, I want to know what it's going to cost. I'm looking at the car yeah, now and going. So, but for you, you that, that's not a car for you because <laughs> you're an emotional character. You're, you're a highly emotional and stubborn bloke and you're not going to change that quickly. So the stepping stone yeah. for you would be a car like the new X5M that will be a hybrid eight-cylinder twin-turbo engine, and you'll the then get model. you'll then get the flirt of electrification, and then yeah, in another cycle, when I tell you and you yeah. go, "Yep, all right, beautiful, I want another one. Just give me the M," and I'm like, "Oh, this, it's not an engine; it's it's, it's electrified, mate." But it does not to 102 and a half seconds, and it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And you'll go, "What?" Yeah. But Brad, you know what? When we drove the three of us drove the Porsche Taycan, mm-hmm. like the the noise didn't bug me because it felt like yeah, we were in a luxury didn't car. This. Yeah, it didn't and, bother but, us because we're in a luxury car. And it was almost like you're in you're in a, a luxury car. You can't really hear the engine. Mm. And then when so, you gunned it, you knew. Yeah, but Pete, for years you've had, and even now across, you know, the majority of manufacturers, you have artificial cabin noise because the external yeah, requirements, unless you, unless you switch it particularly off. in Europe, around external noise for cars is getting stricter, right? Yeah. So you can have your radio as loud as you want to in the car, but you can't have a stupid exhaust anymore, Ross. So, yeah. you know, you, you look at that as to how that plays into electrification. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I remember the first time I drove a 330E, I'd I, like, to, to me as a, you know, when I'm on 45, I'm, you know, love a bit of science fiction, Star Wars, you know, whatever. You get in it and drive, I, I remember driving the car around Westfield Parramatta because it was, I drove there to get my lunch and then I put it on full electric mode because I realised I'd grabbed a hybrid car and 
It was yeah. like driving. I felt like I was driving the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> well, I like the <laughs> i8. You, you guys <laughs> kind of gave me the right? i8. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. So it's not a bad experience compared to what you like for combustion engines. It's just different. It's mm. a different kind of vibe, but it is a million percent where it's all going to go. So just suck it up and get used to it. I actually want you to send me tomorrow what it's going to cost, when when I can get one of the M50s. You can get one now. Order it. Oh, I'll like build it. it for you in January and you can have it. No yeah, problem. I like it. Um, that car's going to be pretty special, right? You look at the BMW. And you're telling me they're 140, 130 grand. 129.9 plus on roads, I'm sure, is the pricing of it. Um, you can build it and price it now on the BMW configurator from. Um, I am doing that as we have a look here. Do I get blue brakes or red brakes, guys? No, you have to. See, I can't do blue brakes on a BMW. It's just wrong to me, to my heart. Blue brakes? Why? No, I can't do red brakes on a BMW. No, neither can I. You know, I, 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 I build these things and it just doesn't... Uh, I was building an X5 last night and everything was black and black and black and, oh, let me look at red brakes. And I built it and I was just like, it just doesn't look like a BMW anymore with red brake calipers. Um, so the iX is another great example. You know, that car is... Mm. And I, pardon me, I think I misspoke before. I think the iX is the one that does the uh, 650 range in the M50i, and the i4 M50i does about 550, so there's about 100 between. So Mm. if you look at that as the new SUV pinnacle as an X5 alternative, you know, you've got a really interesting cabin ergonomics, you've got latest tech, you've got, you know, an environmental-focused production with materials, with everything. Like, it's incredible, and, and, man. And different packaging too because the, the, the batteries are on, under the floor. There's no yeah, so, transmission Yeah, so again, tunnel. you go yeah. backwards and if you build an electric car from the ground up, you can kind of do whatever you want inside it. If you're building mm. a combustion car that you're yeah. turning electric, you can't go and change the, uh, the gearbox. So you can't go and remove these things effective, cost-effectively. You're adapting, you know, uh, a combustion car to become an electric car versus ground up. Yeah. Right. So cars like the i4 and the iX are going to be quite revolutionary inside from the ownership point of view because there's there isn't the restriction of going oh geez we can't do that because that's where the axle goes that's where the drivetrain is yeah you know that's yeah. oh my god what do we do you know it, it's like we build it it's going to be sensational the iX is going to be a really interesting car and with all of these too Ross like when we've talked about it before. When the current mm. M3 and M4 came out with the big buddy beaver tooth front on it, whatever you want to call it, in a photograph, that car doesn't gel. But in the metal, yeah. the new yeah, no, M4 and M3 look so good. I can't even. And it's made the G80, you know, a lot of the guys go, oh, you know, the G80, we should keep our cars, are going to be worth double. That. Mate, it's made the G80 look terrible. The new one is just, sorry, the F80. F80. Yeah. Fuck, it's made... The G80 yep. has made the F80 it looks look old, like right? shit. The, the F80 is old. I, I, no, shit. it still looks good. The F80, but the F80 wasn't as polarizing in its design. It kind of just appeased everyone, mm. and it looked like a BMW, and it was doing its thing. No, the only thing, the other thing I noticed with it when the three series first came out, the, the rear end reminded me of Lexus. But now that BMW have gone that way with with all their products, it sort of fits in the family now. 
that's the other thing I noticed. Yeah, when, it does. When, how do we go with someone like, sorry, Pete, how do we, yep. Brad, I'm bombarding you with BMW questions today. I suppose that's the whole point. That's okay. Right? But how do we go with someone like, so let's talk about EV cars. We're all excited. Everyone's, you know, even Ross is getting excited about you know, electric cars. But read an article to the middle of a couple of months ago from the CEO, I think it was, of Alpina, who do a lot of work for BMW says they've got no intention and there's no demand for electric vehicles yet. Not not in Alpina land, there's not. They're, they're talking about a very Correct. limited thing yeah. of selling Alpina, right? But so flip yeah. it around a different way and look at what Volkswagen Group and Port, mm-hmm. well, you know, Porsche and Bugatti have just done with Rimac. Yep. Right? Oh, yeah, true. So yeah. You, you, you go and you've got a freak show dude who's gone mm-hmm. from Croatia mm-hmm. and built the most phenomenal fully electric <laughs> supercar that mm-hmm. leaves every established... 100-year-old engineering legends through Germany and through around the world of four dead. He's going to bed with Porsche of all car makers in, 100%. in the space of 100%. years, like yeah. a couple so, of years. Okay, so let's look at – let's look at um, – Is that a young Porsche. too, isn't he? He's like 30? Yeah, yeah, 30? legends, fantastic. So you look at Porsche. Porsche killing the Macan, that's going. All of yeah, the 718s are going fully electric. No, the Macan's yeah. going. Okay. Completely. Right. There was a, something I read this week that was saying that it's going to be one of the shortest lived models in Porsche history. The 718's going fully electric. Taycan's oh, already there. So you can see yeah. what Porsche are doing. They're going, and they have to do it because they've got emission regulations they need to keep to. Yeah. So if they piss the Macan off, they go fully electric in all the 718s. They've got fully electric in all the, no, fully electric in all the Taycan's. They'll go fully yeah. electric in all the Cayennes. They'll go yeah. probably fully electric in all the Panameras for the three that they sell. And then they will leave the 911 alone as a as a combustion engine. Smart. That's so smart. they're going to That's save smart, the 911 smart, brand smart by doing yeah. the other two, right? Keep the history by revolutionising other cars. So you then think, okay, who's what's going to happen? Me, you know, my dream in life is to own a 911. You know, I, I I hope that you know when I do, I can walk in and buy you know the old school, you know, yeah. flat six, the whole shebang, right? And if they keep that heritage, which is what that car's built on, you know, fantastic. They'll survive. But you then go and look at what, what this will mean for a brand like Bugatti. So if you say the word Bugatti, what do you think of? The first thing that I think of is enormous engine with 9,000 turbos and intercooled strapped to it that does stupidly fast speeds that just don't sound possible, right? But it's, it's a massive engine. It's combustion. It's all of those things. You know, you sit there and remember the stat when the Veyron came out that at full throttle, the Veyron will empty its petrol tank in, you know, seven minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. insane. So, I, think of a, I think of a $4 million car with a Volkswagen Golf navigation system. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Give me one. I'll, do, I'll yeah. sign me up right now. So you then go, okay, so if, if that brand that Volkswagen have resurrected and made the pinnacle of automotive engineering and achievement, I mean, that, that Veyron was the Concorde of automotive and it remains as such, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So you then think if they've done that and the, the, the prowess and value in that brand, they've then gone, you know what, bugger it, we're going to buy Rimac Merge with them and Porsche, who we just happen to own as well, isn't that convenient? What are they going to do in Bugatti land? So you'll see the Bugatti in a very quick time frame, right? Because Rimac's already done the work. He knows the yeah. science. He's got the yeah. science down pat of what they need to do to get power to wheels. Get You know, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. he's so just going to... provide the drivetrain tra- drive and, and, and Bugatti, Porsche and Volkswagen have got the ability to build. Yeah, I mean, so then, then, then easy, you go, so. okay, you start with Bugatti and you go, Rimac's first car, first car that's out is going to be, no doubt, the next-gen Bugatti that will be the most yeah. stupid, fully electric, 
hypercar the world has ever seen, built by Germans, you know, designed by, you know, the French and Italians. Yep. Mm. It'll just be another level. And that'll then sense the benchmark. And, you you know, you may well see a car that's doing 0 to 100 figures without modification, Ross, of, yeah. you know, low ones. That's crazy. Mental. It's mental. That's crazy. Mental. Yeah. I think the so, whole speed thing, the 0 to 100 thing's gone now. It's just... It just no. Is... no. No, 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 no. No? 0 to 100 is going to become an easier thing to achieve because of electrification. Because the instant Yeah, talk. I know. But I think people right? are just not going to care about it, right? No, 100% they will. Why would you not? Like, look at you, Roscoe. You're going to sit there and go, oh, I don't care that my car does six seconds not to 100. You'd be embarrassed. My car doesn't do six seconds. Though. I know. So you I'm walk kidding. into a room and tell people what it does. So it's not going to go away because cars are emotion. They're a part of us. That's our performance That's right. stats. That's right. So people will still care. But the conversational mm. shift a little bit to range which is kind of a bit of a nerdy thing to care about, right? And that'll fade away because people will get used to things. But the big thing with electrification is infrastructure, is what in a country like Australia, you think about how many people don't have um, off-street parking. Where do they charge a car? You park out out the front of your set of your rented flat in Paddington. Where do you charge your car? You might take the train to work. Extension cord. Where do you charge your car? Sure. You know, so you then sort of think, okay, so how do businesses get into it? How do striders get into it? How do building and developers get into it to go, this is going to be a requirement, the same as air conditioning might be in a set of apartments, to have three-phase fast fast charging linked to the solar panels on the roof. You know, as an employee, one of our employee benefits is our customer, you know, our our staff car park has access to three-phase charging and we're going to give you that electricity at subsidised rate by half. So all of those things. How Westfield going to attract people? Online shopping's kicked off during COVID. Everyone's doing things online. They're going to go, okay, well, maybe we need to up our infrastructure around electrification. So Pete drives in in his, uh, you know, electric Volkswagen Polo and (laughs) does his shopping at Sports Girl. And while he's doing that, we charge his car. And because he spent 100 bucks at Sports Girl on his new, you know, high-waisted jeans, um, we're going to give him five bucks off his petrol, you know. And at night, it's empty. Road, road Waterside has had the charging so you, bays there for quite some time. Westfield had a couple um, of Tesla did a so good job. So we booked in for doing... the second week of November for the I-4. That'll get Ross nice and happy. You, so, you and 800 other people, that's no problem. You can come in and have a 10-minute test drive. It'd be my yes, pleasure to host you. But they're not like the three of us that have got one of the top five Australian. I want to see if we can shred the tyres on this one like we did on the M3. Uh, oh, goodness me. He didn't notice that we did the engine swap. Yeah, Brad, yeah, mate, yeah. thank you for joining us. You're, you're a friend of the show. You're a legend. Um, plug away, mate. I, I, I believe you're... Um, oh, Mercedes Alexandria. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes thank you. <laughs> uh, so, um, squirefinance.com.au um, can help with cars, funding, anything from cars, buddy, boats, planes, houses, whatever you need, and, and procure and find the hard things to get as well. Did you say Did you say planes? Sure, Roscoe. <laughs> And they're still combustion, so you can put an exhaust system on your Cessna. Yeah. No problem. And if Brad's pre-approved me for three hundred grand, give him a call and buy that next Bugatti. There you go. So, there you go. Mate, thanks for coming on board. Real pleasure, boys. And um, Good to be looking at you all. It's like, it's like a bad version of ABBA looking at you three on bloody oh. Zoom. I've got Kenny Rogers. I don't know who's in the middle. Who's Ooh, that the, the Greek smashing plates? Is that what you look like, Ross? <laughs> Uh, I feel like I'm in the Hamptons. And hello, you look, you remind me of the good guy from Guess Who when I was a kid. I, <laughs> I, remember that guy? <laughs> is that you? I, can't, I think it is you. 
Oh, that's it. It's the guy with the white hair. Like, flick you down. And it's like, no, it's not him. Flick you down. Flick you down. Right? Oh, Follow us, rate us, review us on Instagram, and wherever you get this podcast, email us at alltalk at outlook.com.au. And today's program was sponsored by Guess Who. <laughs> It was one of my favourite games, bro. Don't, don't <laughs> <take it>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I play that with my wife and I knock on the door with thanks, no keys. Guess thanks, who? Brad. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye for now. See you. Bye-bye. Bye.